Check, 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 check. Check it out. Check it out. What? What? What's what? it all about? <laughs> work, Let's work, turn this. Work. We'll get it out. <laughs> <laughs> How are we sounding today? I'm sure we're good. Do you just want to go into it? Welcome back to Pot on You Loons. Pot on You Loons. Second win, Justin. We did it. Top of the table still. Yeah, tied with Sporting Kansas City and Colorado for top of the Western Conference. It's exciting, man. It's nice. It felt, and it was a lot less stressful than the first game. Oh, it wasn't stressful at all. Had it had a, had a little bit moment at the beginning, but ended up being a great, easy game. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're talking two consecutive wins, two consecutive weeks, where we have two players on the MLS Team of the Week. And then we also, not only that, Justin, but we have the MLS Player of the Week, which we'll get to later. We'll get to later. Sneak peek, though. It's Ike Opara. It's Ike Opara. If you didn't already know. It's also, I mean, how great is it to start the year with two road wins? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were in this situation last year, but last year it seemed... Maybe it was just because we weren't used to winning, but last year at this time, <laughs> it, it seemed a little fluky. I, right. I remember thinking last year at this time, if we escaped the first two road games with two points, I was going to say that, man, we're, we're starting hot. Something, something's cooking here in <laughs> Minneapolis. But then last year, we started with six in our first two, and uh, yeah, we're, we're right back at it again, and we're going to keep going, man. Pumped. Specifically, I am pumped to go to Allianz. Field. B- big game this this Sunday? Yes. yes, this Sunday. I am super lucky to be in the stadium, ready to celebrate with our loons before none of us can because of coronavirus. <laughs> uh, if, but, if, not, if it's not canceled before then. Okay, knock on wood, right? Or they play in front of no one. That, that could happen too. It could. It, I don't think it's going to happen before Sunday, <laughs> but... I'm glad that I at least get to go to one game this year. But, Justin, you're, you're not going to be there. Yeah, Sam asked me if I wanted to go to the game, and I said I couldn't because, unfortunately, I'll be in Hawaii for my honeymoon. Yeah, that's better. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I can find the game out there. I'm, I'm not hopeful unless it's – is it nationally broadcast or is it another FSN game? I thought it was an FSN game, but I guess I didn't check because right. I'm going to be there. And as we know, FSN <laughs> is terrible at having games be available outside Minnesota. Well, so you we'll can see. use my ESPN Plus account if okay. you want. Okay, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. That'd be fine. But I, I got to say, Justin, I love the Loons. You, you know, they're they're my team. I'm all about the Loons. But if I was in Hawaii <laughs> on my honeymoon, I, I don't know if I would tune in for the Loons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked. I, I mentioned to Sam briefly about the idea of trying to call in next week, and I think we both kind of realized at the same time that. Well, and I think I, I realized should, it yeah. before you. I think it was like <laughs> you're not going to want to call in. I'm going to be too too caught up being on the beach with a with hopefully <laughs> okay. a a drink in my hand. Yeah, break break much. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it'll be like 40 degrees at Allianz. You probably only will have to wear a light winter coat, right? If even. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the one guy. You're going to be jersey only. Yeah. How many? How, okay. How many people do you think will just be wearing strictly jerseys? 
I actually, I don't think too many. I bet a lot of people have long sleeves under their jersey, yeah. but I don't think we're. There's going to be one one guy with shorts, though, right? Got to be one guy wearing shorts. Maybe, but like we had a hot day already, right? Like yeah. we had a Minnesota We've had our heat moment. Wave. We had a fifty degree day followed by a sixty degree day, where everyone's ro- like driving on the street with their windows rolled down. That's Even, what I did anyway. I, don't. <laughs> I did. I waited in a, a godly long line for a car wash. Did you or no? no. You have a garage. You, you're. you're. <laughs> oh yeah. Now now I'm <laughs> now I'm fancy because I have a garage. <laughs> uh. But hey, Justin, uh, and really to everyone that's listening, because uh, this is our fourth fourth episode, and you are part of our the people that are with us from the beginning. We are closing in on 100 plays. In just three episodes. That's impressive, because yeah. I still have not told anyone to listen to this. <laughs> so either it's happening naturally, or everyone's listening for you, Sam. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you have this fear when you start a podcast that just no <laughs> one's going to listen. <laughs> like, that's always like a conversation starter, like when you're just out with your buddies. Like, if you had a podcast, what would it be about? And I always be like, I don't know. Like, is there anything I could talk about that someone would actually listen to? I mean, I, I teach every day and my students don't listen to right. me. And they have to listen to me. That's true. Like, I can fail them. So the fact that people are listening to me that I can't fail. I, that Wait, <laughs> and, and I, I teach math, too. Yeah. So I can, you know, it's, it's probably like 40% of the time that I can actually get them to listen so that's the hard part for me, right? But yeah. but people are choosing us, yeah. Sam. Wow. They're look, choosing to listen to us. Yeah, look at the math teacher throwing out fractions there. <laughs> <laughs> our so our youth th- is in good shape. But yeah, closing in on 100 plays. Hey, so Justin, because you, you know, I'm I'm the one that uh, has access to the website we used to publish and so I get to see all the statistics first. So I'm going to play a little trivia with Justin. Oh. So right now, 68% of our listeners are from Minnesota. And, you know, the majority, the vast majority of them come from the metro. Justin, I want to just ask you quick. Minneapolis and St. Paul. What percentage of our listeners come from Minneapolis? Or a suburb that's close enough to register as Minneapolis. And what percentage of our listeners come from St. Paul? Or a suburb close enough to register as St. Paul. I'm trying to think that it might we might be Minneapolis heavy. I think so. I'm going to say uh, 43% Minneapolis. This is that's not even heavy. 43% Minneapolis. 35%. Oh, oh my math! I'm a math teacher and I can't think of this. Hold on, let me reverse reverse. Uh, Thirty. Eight percent Minneapolis, thirty percent St. Paul. So you are low on one, high on another. Okay. Sixty-eight percent of our listeners in Minnesota come from Minneapolis. Or, so, so all of them. So sixty-eight percent of our Minnesota listeners, okay, come from Minneapolis. Okay. Twenty-two percent of our Minnesota listeners come from St. Paul, but. <laughs> Belle Plain is representing in the house. So I thought when you told me you told me Belle Plain, I thought it was my my college roommate Phil, who I did not tell about this. And I reached out to him. It's not him. So someone else in Belle Plain, my, my college roommate lives in Belle Plain, teaches there, but it's not him. Someone else in Belle Plain is listening. Yeah. 
And I think more than once, the way it's registered. Way to go, Bell Plain. Because Maple Grove has registered as well. Okay. But they only registered once. Okay. So someone in Bell Plain either told their friends to check us out. Or they keep coming back. Thanks, Bell Plain. And, uh, yeah, we're we're excited, Bell Plain. Maybe we have a, a like a we can find like a brewery in Bell Plain if they have one, and we have a live, a live show, show with our like one person looking at us. Yeah, that that'll be exciting. Maybe two, I don't know. <laughs> that'll be exciting. Hey, our friend in Bell Plain, you you hook us up. Hook us up. We're in the we're, comments. We're gonna be out there. Comments. Tell us about a brewery. Yeah. The the next one I feel bad about. So in the last episode, I I slammed Illinois. You slammed them. You slammed them good. I I mean I wouldn't say good. What did you call them? I didn't. I, I didn't say the word, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a word there there's I a I thought you used a word. No, no, I said there's a word that my dad taught me when oh, I was okay. like two years old. And I you know, that's just what we call them in southern Wisconsin. But okay. you gotta understand we don't actually hate Illinois. We need Illinois, right? Like if southern Wisconsin is Batman, Illinois is Joker. Right. Or maybe Illinois is jo- Batman and we're Joker. So, so one can't survive without the other. Right. Is that right. Most, yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we need each other. We, <laughs> we dislike each other. But at the same time, like, you know, like Batman, <laughs> Batman can just never, you know, pull the trigger on Joker and uh, vice versa with uh, Joker pulling the trigger on Batman. They, they need each other. It wouldn't be any fun. It wouldn't be any fun without the other one. So, so we, we appreciate Illinois. Yeah. And if you want to hit us up, let us know why you keep coming back. Yeah. Two Chicagoland suburbs represented, and again, more than once, from Wooddale, Illinois, and Country Club Hills. Ooh, what a, what a cool name for a town. Yeah. Do you think it's, is it, is it bougie there? I don't know, man. Do you think Country Club Hills is, like, super bougie? It sounds bougie, right? I think, if I remember on the map, it was, so if you're from Wisconsin going to Chicago, you, you don't really make it too far down south of the Shedd Aquarium, right? Like, <laughs> you pretty much, you go to the Shedd Aquarium and then you go back home. It looked like Country Club Hills was a little bit more in those southwest suburbs. I I don't know where that is, but you know what? Hey, shout out to Country Club Hills. Shout out Country yeah, Club we, Hills. We, we appreciate you. <laughs> but, Justin, someone who is grinding my gears a little bit right now, so we, we have Wisconsin now. Wisconsin right. is represented. But our border states of North Dakota, South Dakota, and Iowa, no listeners yet. Nothing. Nothing. And, yeah, like, I know that that's in the Fox Sports North radius. Right. So I, I know that there have to be Loons fans in the Dakotas in Iowa. So There's got to be. Yeah, so if you're listening right now and you have a buddy that lives in one of those states, help us out. Hey, if you're listening right now and you're close to the border, just drive over. Give us a listen. <laughs> Help us out. Well, I mean, who are North Dakota, South Dakota soccer fans cheering for? I don't know. I mean, we have plays in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. We, we don't know anyone in Brooklyn, New York. We are clearly, I, don't, I wouldn't think that we're cool enough. To be cool in Brooklyn, New York. Right, that's the cool part of New York, right? Yeah, Brooklyn's where it's at, man. Yeah, that's that's why our only friend that lives there lives in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> He's not cool enough for Brooklyn. We have Brooklyn, New York. We have Virginia. It's holding it down for the the v, VA town. I don't know. I don't think they say that there. <laughs> in fact, they're offended. They're not going to listen again. I'm but sorry. Let's just move on, right? <laughs> well, we we appreciate everyone who's listening. 
uh, it's encouraging for us to continue to grow in our, our numbers. Um, and, and we're excited because it, it, it's, it gives us purpose to be on here. So, well, and this is, this is as much the listeners podcast as it is ours. You know, we're, we're open guys right into us, call into us, you know, you know, if you want, if you want a shout out, ask a question, make a comment, whatever, you know, this is, this is your podcast too, but let's get to some news, man. Big news, exciting news, Hassani Dotson, bangers only. He has made the U.S. men's national team roster for our Olympic qualifiers. Way to go, Hassani. Good job, dude. Yeah. I won't lie. He, he has been one of my favorite players uh, since he arrived just because he's so versatile. With Swiss Army Knife, right? Yeah. Like That's essentially what he is. We're, he can play any position we need him to. And he plays his heart out when he does. He does. Yeah. Super fun to watch. So he, he has been one of my favorite players when... When they came out towards the end of the season last year, they came out with that T-shirt that said bangers only. <laughs> I think it was shortly after he made that that goal against Sporting Kansas City that clinched our spot in the playoffs. Yeah. I had to buy that shirt. It's I, a great shirt. <laughs> it was a total impulse buy, but I love it. And I that's that's my go-to Minnesota United shirt now. Bangers only. Maybe I, I've thought about it. I, I can replace my Calvo jersey with a Dotson jersey. Or is that like the kiss of death? Maybe I shouldn't. No, I mean, I think Calvo had the kiss of death by the time he bought that jersey. <laughs> know, that ter- <laughs> terrible, terrible buy on my part. But way to bring it up again on your own. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you, you live and you learn, right? But with uh, the men's national team in the Olympics, we, we have to remember it's essentially a U23 competition. You are allowed, it's a small number of players over the age of 23 to join your squad. But it, it's essentially the majority of your team is under the age of 23. Uh, Mason Toy was on the short list. However, he was not selected for the qualifiers. But he could still be selected for the Olympics if they actually happen. I'm not quite sure. Guys, check it out. The first match will be against Costa Rica on Friday, March 20th. And I'm actually excited. I don't typically watch the men's team in the Olympics, but I'm excited to cheer on our boy Hassani Dotson. This will mean that he will for sure miss our week four match against Montreal Impact. I assume he's going to be available for uh, this weekend's match against Red Bulls, which is good because as we're going to get to later, we're going to need him. So, Justin, the Olympics in the summer, whether they happen or not, are you a fan of Olympic soccer? You know, I can't I can't say that I think I've ever watched it. You know, has it always been this U23 format, or was it ever like an all-star game like the other sports have been in the past? For the men, it's been a U23. Okay. So I've typically only really gotten excited about our women's team in the Olympics because that is that is the full-powered squad. Okay. You, you know, it basically, for the women, it feels like it feels like a World Cup, just not on as large of a scale. And, you know, with that being said, I'll probably watch because I loved I loved watching that women's team play. Oh, that yeah. was so much fun in the World Cup. They've been so phenomenal watching the World Cup in years past. You know, it'll be great to see them hopefully dominate again this summer. Right? Yeah. It's the summer. In where? It's Tokyo? in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo. Tokyo. So I, I know in Japan they're taking the coronavirus incredibly serious. And, you know, I'm hoping that all this gets worked out so that we're you know, something as great as the Olympics, you only get it every four years. I know there are things more important in life than just the Olympics, but you, you still hate to see it be interrupted. 
But Justin, did you know no women's team has ever won the World Cup and then turned around the next year to win the gold medal in the Olympics? Interesting. No, I have not heard that before. Yeah, so should the women's team prevail, that'll that'll be awesome. Speaking of the women's team, since our last recording, the U.S. women's national team within the She Believes Cup has defeated England 2 to nothing, and Spain 1 to nothing. Uh, they will now play Japan on Wednesday, March 11th for their final game of the She Believes Cup. And should they win, they would obviously be undisputed champions of that uh, She Believes Cup. You check that out at all? I haven't yet, but maybe I will tomorrow night. Do you know if it's going to be televised? Yeah, it's for sure televised. Okay. It's on It's on one of the ESPN channels. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's definitely more entertaining than just watching a friendly. Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some skin in the game a little bit. There's some skin in the game, and they they play the stars. Like Rapino wasn't uh, wasn't 100. percent Alex Morgan is pregnant, so congratulations. You, so there's there's a few stars that didn't make an appearance, but yeah, you're. How about, I mean, how about my my girl Rose? Did Rose play? Yeah, Wisconsin alum Rose Lavelle did play. She, she <laughs> so she was my favorite player watching the World Cup, and then I found out she went to Wisconsin, <laughs> and I had to like I had a weird moment where I was like ah. This is so tough, but she is fun to watch. She is so much fun. So much fun. Hopefully, Minnesota will get a women's team, and Rose Lavelle will be the big natural the fit, big money transfer coming yeah. into Minnesota. We'll, we'll all get Rose Lavelle jerseys. <laughs> It'll be great. And then finally, Justin, you actually were the one that uh, informed me of this. Yeah, so. I, tweeted, I tweeted this to you. Our boy Abu left with injury in the 82nd minute playing for Nashville against Portland. And that's just tough. It's tough. You know, as a guy who, you know, we talked about, one of his main struggles in Minnesota was staying healthy. You know, to, to have him in the second game of the season already. You know, he came in as a sub and then had to leave for injury. Yeah. That's just tough because you you want to see him be successful. Absolutely. You know, the talents there, it's just staying on the field has been tough for him. And this is another instance of him not being able to stay on the field. Yeah. So, Abu, if, you, if you're listening... We got your back. We wish the best for you, and uh, we hope that this is just a minor injury and you're back on the field soon. Let's get into San Jose. An awesome game in San Jose. A wet, sloppy... (laughs) It was so wet. (laughs) It was a wet t-shirt contest, it felt like, at times. For real, like, they're... You could see, like, they have their... um, they have like the I can't remember what the name of it is, but like the tracking technology. Sure. Like, and you can see all of their trackers. You can read the 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 words on the front of it because their our white jerseys were drenched. It was crazy. As we predicted, there were no changes to the lineups, and even the substitutions were relatively the same. Hassani Dotson comes on for an injured Ken, Kevin Molino in the forty second minute. Big Celery, or <laughs> his name's Aaron Schoenfeld. <laughs> We I realized I talked to Sam about this. We we've only referred to him as the big celery since the first episode. So, you know, maybe we should keep reminding people that he has a name. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> if if I had a name as cool <laughs> as Big Celery, like that was that would be what I would have printed on the back of my jersey. Right. right? Like if, if my nickname was Big Celery, like the kids in school wouldn't call me Mr. Sam. <laughs> They'd call me Mr. Big Celery. So like I'm gonna keep calling him Big Celery, right. but yeah, his name is Aaron. So he came, he came out and he came on in the 81st minute for Amaria, but people are kind of people are getting a little nervous. But you know, because because this is the second time in a row he's come on instead of Toy, 
People like Toy. And why wouldn't you like Toy? Toy was great for us last year. He's a young, you, you know, he's a young, exciting guy. But don't be nervous until you see Big Celery come on in a moment where you need a goal. Right. Because right now, I would bet money that if Minnesota needed a goal, they would go with Mason Toy. Correct. They didn't need a goal. They wanted to just waste time. So they put on the big guy, right? Like, they call him Big Celery for a reason. They want to hold up that ball. They want to waste time. Should there be any sort of dangerous, like, set piece near our goal, they want the big guy that can head it out. It is not a big deal. Mason Toy fans, don't worry. He's going to get his time. This season is long, right? We're eventually going to have the Open Cup. We're eventually going to have some Wednesday games. Right. We can't just have Amaria playing in every single game. Mason Toy is going to get his time. Do not worry. I, I guess I'm not worried at all until we see more, right? Like if, if Big Celery is subbed on instead of Mason Toy in a more drastic situation, then yeah, I would worry about Mason Toy's position on the depth chart. I would worry about if we're actually going to be able to develop him to his full potential. But right now I'm not worried. Uh, Raheem Edwards also came on for Robin Lode in the 88th minute. So that's his first appearance for the team. Just kind of a time-wasting measure probably, right? And then just to get him a couple of minutes on the pitch. For sure. But I also think that we're pretty excited about him. Yeah. He he had a really good preseason, made a lot of big plays in the preseason. I think he's going to be... He's going to be a guy that's going to, you know, start some games, going to sub some games. Well, and it's not like he's he's a young guy relatively, but right. he did have some MLS experience coming in. It's it's not like he's just this brand new fresh guy has has never you know, this this is not his first rodeo right. is what I'm saying. But this kind of leads into uh our next topic here. So Molino left hurt. We're hoping it's not serious. Right. Adrian Heath described it as a slight hamstring strain, whatever that means. And that wasn't the thing. He he missed time for like an ACL tear, right? So this isn't anything to do with the previous injury. No. And, and that ACL tear was two seasons ago, right. early in the season. Now, Adrian Heath is relatively open and honest with the media. So when Adrian Heath says it's not that big of a deal... I'm kind of inclined to believe that it's not that big of a deal, but that doesn't stop me speculating on what would happen should Kevin Molino miss time. Yeah, it definitely makes you kind of wish that we had Bebello on this squad right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso would would be great. I mean, that would be the answer should this happen. Let's just speculate. Say Kevin Molino is not ready to go against the New York Red Bulls. What do we do? So... You know, we, we, we talked about this. We said maybe the load moves to the 10. Yeah. You know, Raheem Edwards or Dotson will play left wing, maybe switch formations, you know, do a 4-3-3, move Dotson into the midfield with Greg Goose and Alonzo, you know, kind of like they did at the end of the game, you know, or when Milano got hurt. Maybe this is what gets Chacon into the the 18. Yeah. You know, we, we see him probably not probably not starting, but maybe in a sub role. You know, in case we need some, we need that that boost or whatever towards the end of the game. There's options. Yeah, and the other point I want to make is, for over half the game, Hassani Dotson came in and sub for Kevin Molino. Initially, I expected that four three three. I expected uh, Minnesota United to you know transfer into that system, 
But Hassani Dotson was playing the 10 role. He, he was up. He was attacking. He has shown that he knows how to finish. Maybe, maybe they just keep going that way. I don't know. I don't know what Adrian Heath thinks about Robin Lud and his talents transferring to the 10. We definitely know Robin Lud has some, you know, comfort playing the 10. Maybe Adrian Heath would favor Robin Lud continuing to maintain himself on the wing and instead of just messing up two positions, just switch Hassani Dotson as Justin described him earlier as the Swiss Army knife. Maybe Hassani Dotson just goes right into that role. And and we are we know how much Adrian Heath likes Hassani. You know, that's evident, you know, with with how quick he played last year as a second round rookie. Yeah, he um, played in the opener. You know, he he trusts this guy. You know, he's seen enough in training to know that he can put him in a number a number of positions and, and he's gonna be successful for us. Yeah, I I assume we're gonna see more of Raheem Edwards, but should Kevin Molino not play my money would be is that Hassani Dotson is somewhere in the lineup, somewhere in the starting lineup, ready to ready to fill in where where he is needed, whether it's on the wing or in that number ten. So Justin, why don't you uh, run us through some of the goals? They started early. They did. They started early. Uh, so we. We got, a, we got a header in the 13th minute. Eiko Parra had a beautiful, beautiful header from a corner from Jan Gregus. You know, we talked about struggles in the past, and set pieces seem to always be something we, we come back to as, <laughs> as a struggle for this team. Um, so to, to have Eiko Parra come, what felt like out of nowhere, and just hammer that thing in the back was fantastic. So that was the 13th minute. Got a little uh, nervous there. You know, six minutes later in the 19th minute, uh, San Jose striker Magnus Arison scored on a penalty. Um, Chase Gasper gave a mistake, gave up a penalty. And then 26th minute, we kind of started to calm things down a little bit, got back on the board with Jan Gregus with a rocket assisted <laughs> from Luis Amaria. That was how you texted it to Oh, me. my gosh. <laughs> it was gorgeous. I mean, that's exactly what we want from him. You know, that's why he takes, you know, our free kicks we 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 can we've seen it in action how strong that leg is and he rocketed that thing. Yeah, I think your your TV was a few seconds ahead of mine. I get that text <laughs> just saying rocket. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> on a side note, Sam, being the great brother he was, watched the game on an on a, a laptop while your family watched the Dark Knight or something like that. Yeah, that was why I was just talking about <laughs> Batman and the Joker. <laughs> you see, it's all full circle, right? <laughs> I got Batman on the mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the game on a laptop. Uh, you know, I have a I have a twelve year old brother, and he had never seen The Dark Knight. And oh. I he, he was in town. He lives in he lives in the Madison area, and you have your twelve year old brother staying with you. You don't get to see him that often, <laughs> and he tells you he's never seen The Dark Knight, and he wants to watch it with you instead of watching The Loons, and you're like. You're like, all right, I'm disappointed I don't get to see the loons, <laughs> but I am happy to share this experience with you because this is going to change uh, your life. <laughs> so I, I put the loons on on my laptop, and then I watched the replay later. So so at this moment, you know, as we talked about after the Great Goose goal, it's 2-1 loons, 26th minute, and then shortly after, 32nd minute, Luis, Luis Amaria scores number two out of 25, 25 <laughs> assisted by Kevin Molino. 
just on a just a crazy pace. He's making good on his prediction. Yeah. You know, people were were kind of freaking out by that. Like that's that's a lot. Twenty five goals is a lot, but two games in, he's already got two. In stoppage time, Iko Parra earns a penalty off of Jan Gregu's corner. Amaria misses the penalty though. But then Robin Lud bangs it in for his first goal. Oh. Sorry, his first league goal because he had that open cup final goal. But his first league goal for Minnesota United. And I want to say, didn't you predict that you thought he'd get on the board this week? I thought when we talked, we made predictions I at the end of the game. Right. At the end of the last podcast, I think you said something about Lode. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I did. I think I said it was going to be a Robin Lode goal and a Hassani Dotson banger. Nice. But uh, at least I got half of that right. <laughs> I also said I thought it was going to be two to one, and <laughs> so it I, was not two to one. It was not two to one. So that was huge. Something looking back, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of earthquake soccer, but their defense, man, they got some holes. They were sloppy. They were sloppy. You know, on that penalty, no one no one tried to defend on the rebound. Like it was Robin Lode had had all the time in the world to go make that play. Yeah. That was crazy. Uh, so 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 we're ta- we're talking about being in on in at halftime, up what four to one. A little hairy at the beginning, but, you know, it's kind of smooth sailing from there, right? Yeah, and it, it just seemed like every, both teams, they just wanted to just wind this thing down, go home, get dry. But then in the 53rd minute, San Jose scores and makes it 2-4. to four. But it still didn't feel like, it felt like the momentum was still kind of all in our favor. Yeah, I wasn't really worried. No. It, it, did, it did make the second half a little bit more interesting. Right. And then Iko Parra, seventy first minute, gets his second gets his second goal he off gets of his brace. Gets, yeah. his, gets a brace off of Jan Gregus's corner. So yeah. again, another set piece goal. Iko Parra have another big play. Yeah. You know, I I think I wonder if he was listening to the podcast because we definitely were vocal about how we thought he didn't have a great first game. We were vocal, but we also we didn't slam him for it. We were right. like, you know, you you can't do everything perfect, right? Right. That is not human nature. You're going to have a down game every now and then. And he responded with not only a man of the match performance, but he also was named the MLS player of the week. It's not just the two goals that he scored as a defender, but you look at how he was passing. You you look at how he was defending. Ike Parra was a complete player. He put on a complete performance in San Jose, and it was fun to watch him. We talk about defenders. We talk about how if they're doing their job, you don't really notice them. Well, (laughs) when they're scoring goals, it's a little different, Sam. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Honorable mention on any... We said this about Ethan Finlay last week. On any other week, Ethan Finlay against Portland would have been man of the match. On any other week, you know, on any other week, Jan Gregish would have been man of the match. Right. He received quite a few votes for MLS Player of the Week himself. Of course, Gregish had two assists. He had a goal of his own, which is awesome. And then... He also joined Apara, making the MLS Team of the Week. So second week in a row, we've had two guys on the Team of the Week, right? Right, because Molino and Finlay, they headlined the Week 1, and now we have uh, Opara and Gregorish in Week 2. So who, who's next week? I know, right? 
I say Robin Hood and a Hassani Dotson banger. <laughs> MLS I, team of the week. I think Amaria, Amaria finds a way to have more yeah, than one goal. That, th- that, that would be the safe bet, right? I think Amaria wants to show up for that home opener. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know how he feels about the cold. <laughs> so we'll see how he operates in the cold weather. But I could see Amaria showing out for that ga- first game. 40 degrees home. can't be worse than what it was in Portland. That's true. Yeah, he's going to. Ra- or the rain in, oh, yeah. in San Jose. Yeah, besides that, let's show some love to a couple of other people. Not that we haven't shown love for them already. You know, Robin Lud, he needed that goal. He, he needed that desperately. He he really did. I I mean, he's an attacking player. In, in his 10 league games he played last season, he did not make a goal or an assist. And so to, to have him make some stats, that's a big deal. That's huge for the fan base. I think a lot of people wanted to see... The player that showed up. Right. One of our highest paid players. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see him make a big contribution. And he finally makes the stats. It's not that he wasn't uh, dangerous ever. It, it's not that he wasn't contributing. But now he is contributing to those stats. And that is what people see. And I am psyched for him about that. And young Gregish. People aren't as hard on him. Just because they see his contributions all around the field. But despite his 12 assists in 2019, he actually only had one goal. Mm-hmm. So already by week two, he's banging them in. Keep it, keep it going, Jan. Keep it going, man. <laughs> I think the, the, this Blackheart, if I'm not mistaken, has like a deal anytime he hits a shot. There's Gregu shots, right, yeah. for, for a little cheap. <laughs> they at least did that last so year. So hopefully I... they're flowing. Hopefully they're flowing <laughs> last weekend. Yep. Let, let's hope so. <laughs> that That's the kind of thing I would pay more attention of uh, before I had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no no gray goose for this guy. <laughs> no. All right, so what do you want to do next? Talk about uh, this game that's coming up this weekend that you're about to see? The game that I'm about to see live. Oh. It got a sitter lined up. Nice. I'm going. You're not going to wear the baby yarn? Maybe when it gets a little warmer, assuming that... We're still allowed to go into the stadium. And not do, you, like, do you have a jersey for CC yet? You know, last year she had she had like that set of three onesies you could get from Target. Yeah. And this year I was going to get her another set of three onesies from Target. But there's one in there that says, my first Minnesota United team. Ooh. And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you would know, you would know the lie. <laughs> yeah, like, well, and there are pictures, right? Like, right. I, I, I'm a millennial. I take a lot of pictures of my child, and yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't spend money on that. So, if anyone's listening from Target Marketing, come on, like, what are you doing? What's he supposed to do? Throw away that other one, the right. third one, right? Like. If I'm buying her clothes for when she's over a year old, you got to assume that this is not her first Minnesota United onesie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, New York Red Bulls, this is a team in transition. They are, you know, for the past decade, they have been a powerhouse in the MLS. The 2018 Supporter Shield, they won it. 2019, last year, they were in the CONCACAF Champions League. And they made it to the quarterfinals. 
Uh, last year, they did make the MLS playoffs. Uh, they lost in the first round of the MLS Cup, just as Minnesota did. This year, it's a year of transition. MLS.com wrote, quote, 2020 is set to be a year of transition for the Red Bulls. And this is because they lost Luis Robles, Bradley Wright Phillips, and Kamar Lawrence, all of whom were club legends and who have departed without comparable replacements. Regardless, in this transition year, so far it seems that they are playing relatively aggressive, keeping the press going, which hopefully will work similar for us as it did in the second half against Portland Timbers. So let's talk about some players to watch in the game. So obviously their top player is Kaku. Is Kaku. Yeah. You know, the 25-year-old DP. Uh, he's definitely, you know, considered to be a young potential star. And people yeah. are really excited about him. There was even some Club America interest, uh, not this past year, but the year prior. People thought he might he might head to one of the top teams in Liga Emekis. I remember him for a bad thing. He <laughs> went, last year when he kicked a ball at a fan, do you remember that? That was him. That was him. Oh. So he got like kind of a bad reputation, a little frustration, kicked the ball into the stands, hit a fan. But maybe it's just a young young guy move. So Paraguayan International, five caps. Uh, he had previously made five caps for the Argentinian U20 team. So one of those guys, dual citizenship guys, trying to figure out where he where he belongs. Yeah. But in his two seasons, he's played he's played about fifty games, scored twelve goals, and made twenty assists. So. Yeah. And one of those 12 was uh, this season already. So Nice. Yeah, off, off to a nice start. Aaron Long, I know this, this is one of Justin's FIFA favorites. Love him. <laughs> He's a 27-year-old center back uh, who has 17 caps already for a U.S. men's national team. Similar to Hassani Dotson, he was also a second-round pick back in the Super Draft of 2014. Yeah, Sam mentioned FIFA. He uh, he successfully helped me lead the Leeds United to the EPL recently. So thank you, Aaron Long, for being a great center back for me. Another notable player is his center back mate, uh, Tim Parker, also 27. Has had a couple couple games with the men's national team, nothing big, but, but he's a good young player. Um, they work together great, great defensive pairing. He's also, you know, as someone that's partially ginger, I have a great like great appreciation for him because he is he's one of the gingers doing something with himself. So, <laughs> uh, you know, good player. So I, I would say, from my opinion, probably the strength of their team is the two of them. Yeah, a big goal scorer for them, uh, Daniel Royer, twenty nine year old Austrian winger, has made six caps for the Austrian national team. So hasn't made a big impact for them, but still, he is that caliber of a player. And then uh, the last one I'll bring up is uh, Josh Sims, 22-year-old English winger. Actually, he is, uh, he is on the roster as a designated player, but he has, uh, he has not, uh, he's not really been playing lately. Yeah, in the, in the two games this year, he's been in the 18, but not subbed in. Yeah, so he's, I found this interesting. I didn't know this prior to doing the research. He's on... He's on loan from Southampton over in the English Premier League. So Southampton, Justin, that's actually a team that I kind of have a soft spot for. I've mentioned previously, I got into soccer in 2008 when I spent a semester studying in England. And actually, the university I was at was in 
Winchester, so the University of Winchester, which is in the county of Hampshire, which is just outside of London in commuting distance of London, but it was only 20 minutes north of Southampton. Southampton at the time, though, was in, they were kind of, uh, they were either the Football League One or they were in the Football League Championship. They were not in the Premier League, and I did not understand back then that in England, not being in the top league did not make you minor league, (laughs) right? (laughs) That, you know, just because you weren't in the Premier League did not mean that you were the St. Paul Saints. Right. And so I kind of started to realize that Southampton fans were diehards, but because I went into it thinking I needed to adopt an English team. We were close to London. I went to London uh, on, you know, as many weekends as I could. Many of my classmates were from London. I ended up falling in love with Chelsea. But had Southampton been in the Premier League when I was there, I probably would have ended up a Southampton fan. We would go to Southampton quite a bit. I, that was actually the, the first stadium that I saw. Uh, was was St. Mary's over in Southampton. So, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I definitely have a soft spot for Southampton because of that. Yeah, it's definitely a different world, the football world, right? Like, you know, your allegiance is, isn't so superficial as it seems sometimes it is in the states, where you only care about a team if they're in the top league or they're successful. Sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest when when I got into Chelsea, I did not realize that they were kind of like the Yankees, right? <laughs> because I'm Chelsea not... with the dollar sign for an S. That, that's what I remember. That was like my first experience with them. Well, it was it was 2008, so I had heard of uh I had heard of Manchester United. That was the big team back then. And most of the guys that I went to high school with would have had like Manchester United jerseys if they followed soccer. So I knew who they were. I kind of knew who Arsenal was. Like, that's a name that sticks right. out. Like, Arsenal. Like, I guarantee you I didn't know that Liverpool <laughs> was a powerhouse. I I just knew of Liverpool as the city that the Beatles were from. Right. right. 2008, like, again, I had a bunch of classmates from, I had a bunch of classmates from London who were excited about Chelsea at the time. And I'm seeing them as this, just this scrappy underdog challenging Manchester United but little did I know that they were not the scrappy underdog at all. <laughs> but still, I am a Scani, and Scanis are loyal. So since I said I was a Chelsea fan one night at a pub, I remained a Chelsea fan no matter what. And I still am a Chelsea fan today. So sorry, Southampton. I never want you to be relegated. But, you know, up the Chelsea. <laughs> All right, so it should be it should be an exciting game. Uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to watch it. You'll get a chance to watch it live. Hopefully, we'll get to see another another Loons win. Maybe you'll you'll finally get to sing Wonderwall at Allianz. At Allianz, I've, I've sang it many times at TCF. I but actually, it'll be it's a different experience. I actually, for only going to seven home games for each of the two seasons, I have seen Wonderwall and I have experienced Wonderwall more than my fair share of times. But I really want it at Allianz. I was so jealous of you against uh, against DC United. It was so year. much fun. It was so much fun, and it's just it's such a great experience. And and I'm 
even though I'm going to have a great time in Hawaii, I'm looking forward to that. I am jealous that you're going to get a chance yeah. to be in that Wonder Wall because, like that, that's that's part of the probably the biggest reason I'm yeah. still a fan or and become a bigger fan is getting the chance to see games at that stadium. Just a super great experience. Well, and it, it's an experience that Americans just don't experience in other sports, right? Where you you just you, you know I'm a fan of an NFL team that the people literally own. But yet you still feel this connection to Minnesota United, your local football team, right. your, lo- your local, you know, European football team that you don't feel uh, in other American sports. So I'm excited. It's it's definitely exper- an experience if you haven't had it yourself. But yeah, Justin, have fun in Hawaii, man. Yeah, I'll be gone for a week and a half. So I will not be on the, the show next week. Hey, what's your address? What's my address? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, so he won't be on the show next week. Though, I think you could, uh, and anyone could do this. You can go to our website. There is a way that you can leave us a voicemail. And if it's good enough, we could include it in our episode. So if you're feeling inclined, you know. Maybe a couple of my ties in, I'll I'll call it up. Make it like four. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's better for radio, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we are still going to have a show next week. We have a uh, we have a special guest next week. We'll be recording on Thursday. It will be Jeremy from the My Franchise Fantasy Football Podcast, and that's American football. He is a Loons fan, but he's not nearly as invested. He, he's much more of a casual fan, but I'm excited to have him on, and we have we have some nice stuff planned for you. Uh, besides reviewing New York Red Bulls and previewing the Montreal Impact, I'm going to provide my thoughts on the stadium during opening day. My my buddy Jeremy, he's going to preview the food options. Ooh, I saw so I saw the picture of the menu. Some good looking stuff there. Yeah, I might I might have to try a few. We'll we'll see. The Brasa burrito. Don't sleep on the Brasa burrito. They only have like two hundred each game. Make sure you get there early and get one. Might have to do that. <laughs> as long as it's not something I have to stay in line for, right? <laughs> I, the the two times that I've got it, I haven't had to wait wait line. So. And then finally, uh, Jeremy is also going to offer his take on Minnesota United's reach beyond the core fan base of the loons so i i think this will be this will be kind of cool it'll offer us some good insight because you know justin and i we want to be the podcast that reaches the casual fans as well as the people that can't miss a minute anyway justin uh and to all of our listeners out there we hope you have a good night we hope you don't get coronavirus between (laughs) now and the next time we record and you know, we hope that Justin doesn't get quarantined in Hawaii. Oh, that, I guess that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, though. I actually wouldn't mind being quarantined in Hawaii. Oh, no. Oh, man. I got, you're saying I got to hang out on the beach for another week? Oh, gosh. I don't think they quarantine you to a beach, right? I mean, what? what's... Come on. I can't get sick when I'm swimming in the ocean, right? I don't... There's salt, right? Salt kills stuff. Salt kills, yeah, yeah. right? All right, man. Until next time... Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons.